Welcome to the Brilliance Resilience podcast with the Bupa Foundation, a sharing dish of stories and tips from resilient superstars and their friends. Hello and welcome. I'm Alex Cole, Chair of the Bupa Foundation. And I'm Dr Paula Franklin, Chief Medical Officer of Bupa and a trustee of the Bupa Foundation. And as trustees of the Bupa Foundation, we've had the privilege of hearing about amazing work by some really, really inspirational people who show real brilliance in resilience. I think resilience is is such an important quality and probably one that a lot of people don't think about very much, but they notice the consequences of when they don't have it. And I think it'd be really interesting to hear what other people do how they how yeah. they cope how they manage well i'm a big believer in the power of conversation and i know over the past couple of months you've been amazing as somebody <laughs> for me to come and and talk to privately on lots of different things so it's really nice to be able to do some public conversations as well and to extend that to bring in some new people into into our conversation as well absolutely i think the conversations will be great i always enjoy my conversations with you so this will be even better but i think it's great to listen it'd be great for people to share because people love to tell their stories and so i think giving people an opportunity to do that but also i'm excited at the people who are listening that picks up some ideas and run with them What are the things that you've been doing to keep your resilience going personally? The first thing I do is I try really hard to walk every morning. I don't succeed every morning. I don't do it on a a 7am start. I've got to say that. And I try and do it even if I do still have an early start and I can't do it quite so long. And it's a combination for me of getting into the fresh air and actually physically moving. A lot of my day can move from the chair to the fridge, you know, so getting some physical movement, seeing people physically seeing you know, at a distance obviously but you know otherwise I'd see people on the screen and the two people in my house and that's it and not thinking about work I intentionally don't do that so I have my headphones on and it's either music or it's an audio book or, or something so I wouldn't sort of necessarily immediately think oh yeah that's part of my sort of mechanism to be resilient but what I am aware is that I notice when I don't do it so if I have to miss a day it's a tougher day I don't start the day quite so well so that's one of the things I do what about you? I've become a kind of fanatical Zumba freak, which <laughs> I can I can picture that. And I've got like a crazy Zumba instructor who is like super, super high energy and who encourages lots of shouting as well. I have to say, I, I used to go once a week and now I'm maybe doing it four times a week. But it's really good fun and it's a really eclectic group of people. And I, I actually miss seeing them physically, but actually yeah. it's much more, it's actually been something that I've been able to do much more because I could usually only manage to do one a week yeah. whereas now I can do I can do far more and I know that if I've had a Zumba at the end of the day it's really changed my mood. It's interesting what you said about physical expression shouting and screaming and even when you're upset crying and that's why singing is 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 also very good for your for your mental health you know choirs are fantastic for all this yeah. sort of stuff. that letting stuff out that you feel is is an incredibly positive thing to do. Well, it's good to know that there's a medical evidence base, Dr. Paula, <laughs> behind my Zumba craving. Alex, how do you cope when, when you think things are, things are really hard and you feel like everything's piling up on top of you? I mean, it can be really tricky. Like My dad died a couple of years ago now, but that was a really, really difficult time. And I think for me, there's something about being able to have people around you that you can go to that space and that it's okay to do so and it's fine not to be happy and bubbly and 
energetic all the time. And so for me, I do come back to conversation a lot. For me, it's having the ability to talk to people about how I'm feeling and to know that that's okay. And it's it's one of the things I feel very lucky that the people who I work with as well as my my friends and family are people that I can do that with. Yeah, I think it's important you mentioned it to have somebody that you can be completely authentic with. You can just completely be yourself and offload. And ideal if you have someone that you can do that with that you know is just going to receive it and not judge. That's yeah. a, a great a value. And also not try and fix it too much. Absolutely. It's something I've learned myself because I do like to help people. So I, you know, might sometimes try and insert all the things that I would do before I've even stop to listen to what's really going on for someone and actually sometimes that's all they need I know my I've got a younger sister so I definitely suffer from big sister syndrome and actually you know when my my dad died she didn't need me to be her big sister all the time trying to fix it she needed me to just let her get get through it So I thought it would be good to kind of use the Desert Island Discs idea as a bit of a inspiration. Yeah. And for me, I definitely use music as one of the ways that I switch my mood. So I thought we could ask guests to tell us a song that they would use to, to energise themselves and to support their resilience. Maybe a book that they've read and a kind of a top tip or even like what their superpower is. Can I start with you? Like what? What would your song be? If I need to lift my mood, I have to go to Earth, Wind and Fire. But then, you know, there's a couple of Aretha you could go to also oh. that always, you know, are going to pick me up. But the one that I've been listening to a lot, which is probably going to surprise you, knowing my love of like Black Eyed Peas and the Chemical Brothers, etc., is Bette Midler from a distance. Oh, and I literally played that practically every night when I made dinner. Oh, I'm very surprised. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. What about a book? I do. I, well, it's probably not for this. Isn't it? I, I like a bit of crime fiction. I read a fair amount of that. I think in optimism, I'd go. I'd go with a prayer for Owen Meany. I think it's a story of triumph over hardship and rooting for him. It's, it's, I read the A Lady in Waiting, the Lady Glencoma story on the radio. It's just fascinating. And I whizzed whizzed through it. And that was definitely the story of someone with huge resilience who, on the surface of it, you could have looked at her and thought, this is somebody who's got a huge amount. You know, she's living a very privileged existence. But yeah, it's actually it's it's quite interesting. I mean, it's also very funny. And then what do you think is your resilience superpower? When I, when I feel that it's all too much, I do stop and do something for me. And so and that can it depends what how I'm feeling at the time. So and I don't know if that if that counts, but it could be just something as simple as just saying I, I'm really into this book. I'm going to go and read a book or make a cake or I don't know, something that I enjoy doing. You're unequivocal about the fact that it is your right to manage your own resilience and energy and that if you need to do something different you're going to do something different. I taught myself that because I've been a single parent forever. My children were teenagers and I worked full time and I figured out that it wasn't 
to take the time to do something for myself wasn't an indulgence. It was a necessity because if I didn't do that, then quite honestly, between you and I, I'd be, I'd be the person who end up shouting and screaming and at the end of my tether. And therefore the half an hour with a cup of tea and a biscuit or whatever it was, was the thing that was going to keep me this side of insanity, really. <laughs> and and yeah, and I don't I don't feel that's an indulgence at all. And I, I can stay in my pyjamas all day. I can sit on the sofa, not go out the house, watch crappy movies all day and not feel guilty. So maybe that's my superpower. That is, it's a brilliant superpower. I think that is my secret weapon is that I like to have fun and I'm deeply childish. And <laughs> and actually, I think most situations and people, if you can have a laugh whilst you're getting along, getting on with, with things. Yeah. You know, I was talking about my dad's death. I mean, we laughed so much through, yeah. you know, we cried so much, but we laughed so much. And yeah. yeah, the ability to know how and when to bring some of that lightness into life. Yeah. Paula, thank you so much. I, I've absolutely loved that conversation and I can't wait to do more of these things. See you soon for our first episode where we're going to be hearing from some amazing school leaders that we've worked with and finding out how they stay resilient. Thanks very much, everyone. Take care and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.